Yo, I'm DJ Kinske. This is the Mega Rate Show. This intro is courtesy of our guy Late. <laughs> well, that wasn't much better than what we usually do. But yo, welcome back to another uh, another episode of the Mega Late Show. We're pretty sure this is. Y'all won't hear that. Okay, word. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is episode 16 of the Mega Late Show, and that is right, y'all. We are back live in the Mega Reactor Buddhist Mine. We're not live. What did you say? We're recording, uh, simulcasting from the Mega Reactor Buddhist Mine here in Ikebukuro. We could uh, go live. Today we have a special guest. We've got my man Tracy Jones, who is a writer. What's the deal? Peace, peace. Tracy Jones is a writer for LA Weekly. He's a savvy hip hop head. He also writes for the Tokyo Weekender. He has his own blog, The Microscopic Giant. That's uh, microgiant.com. Themicrogiant.com. He's a savvy hip hop head who's been involved in the community for a long time. He also knows a bunch of underground cats. He's recently done, uh, I saw an interview that you did with M. Saeed of uh, Anti Pop Consortium. I'm working. On it, it's yeah, coming, man. It's he's, so he, he's doing a Wait, lot of what, what's that? Uh, he did an interview with M. Saeed from uh, Antipop Consortium. Yeah, and M. Saeed, he just dropped the uh, album. Well, he dropped it, it was like late last year, Air Tape One. Uh, I feel like I've heard of that. Antipop? Oh, they were big yeah, in the early yeah, 2000s, yeah, man. Yeah, they're tight. Yeah. yeah, I'll definitely have to send you some of their stuff. It's it's kind of really cutting edge, experimental, kind of abstract, afro futuristic punk type of Can shit. You name one guy like the Beans. Head- Beans. Yeah, Beans, yeah. Beans, Beans, High Priest, yeah, and yeah. yeah. They were big. That last one you said? Earl Blaze. Yeah. Man, I feel like I should know because I've, I've heard that name before. You've guaranteed have at least heard tracks from them before. But yeah. but what I'm trying to say is that our man Tracy is a savvy hip hop listener, and we're ha- glad to have him here today. We also got our main man Keen in the building. You guys recognize him from episode 14. So yeah, we got a lot of savvy hip hop heads going on right now. Unfortunately, Steez couldn't join us today. I'm pretty sure Steez is shooting some type of, uh, or maybe he's doing sound work today. Yeah, you I'm guys, not gonna give the sad horn to that. Yeah. You, you know, Steez is always out there doing stuff. You guys might have seen him on a 7-Eleven commercial. I think I saw him in a UFC fight the other week. My man is doing everything. Yeah, you can catch him in uh, Domino's putting pineapple on all the pizzas. Yeah, indeed, indeed. But uh, you know how the episode goes. Uh, we've got the squad here. Dallinger's coming through later. Uh, but before we do that, we want to let you know we have uh, a sponsor. And this episode is brought to you in part by the makers of dope at calcombs.com. That's right, calcombs.com, calcombs.com. Uh, this is our good guy, calcombs.com. Uh, do you or your loved ones suffer from <laughs> Uniqlo fluenza? Are you afflicted with uncomfortable GU itch? Are you unable to enjoy Tokyo because your seasonal fashion whackness? Well, my friends, now you can rest easy at night and benefit by going to calcombs.com where you can enjoy uh, not looking like a carbon copy of Tomoyuki or Fumiaki or even... No shots at our uh, our boy uh, Tomohiro Fumiyaki. Yeah, those are the homies. Yeah, but uh, if you want to step up, you got to go to calcombs.com and enter in that promo code Mega Late Show. That's all one word, Mega Late Show, and that will get you 25% off of any purchase over 30 USD. And yep. that is some very fine print that is very important yeah it's a mega late show all lowercase no spaces mega late show and thanks to a new synergistic formula created by cal combs we're able to bring you shirts with astronauts on them uh 
Not to mention that our man Cal Combs is also a phenomenal rapper who, from what I hear, is coming out with a new album. But you can also find his music on calcombs.com, calcombs.com. That's Cal and I believe Combs. it's possible to listen to young Cal uh, speak on the so aforementioned Mega Late Show, episode nine, perhaps? I think it's episode nine, but I'm not positive on that. Hey, don't fact check us. Fake news. But... Mega Late Show at calcombs.com for 25% off is not fake news. And all proceeds, not all proceeds, this is a joke, don't listen to me. All proceeds go towards Mega's future Gundamization. That's right, I'm going to be a post-op trans Gundam. Looking forward to pulling that off in the future. Arm leg, Really leg, trying arm to make head. this happen, guys. Yeah, yeah, we want to do that, so. Put the money in the pot. Calcombs.com, Mega Late Show, Mega Late Show, Mega Late Show. Yeah, yeah, we want to shout out Cal Combs all the time. But let's get back to the show. Okay, guys. So, exactly what the fuck is going on? I've got some news here. Uh, I've got some pretty I got some pretty interesting news, I think. But right. first, I want to give a shout out to the Def Comedy Jam 25th anniversary. Did y'all watch mm, that shit? I was watching that last night, actually. So, and I was dying. And it wasn't because it was tremendously funny, but it was like... Yo, I grew up watching Def Comedy Jam like what? all the time. It's been twenty. What it come years. on? Yeah. It's on Netflix. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, God, no. it's on Netflix. The Def Comedy Jam twenty fifth anniversary. They had everybody there, and it was just it, to me. It made me feel really at home because it, it reminded me of you know my childhood. All these people who I haven't thought of in years were on there. Dave Chappelle was there. I mean, like Good everybody looks. was there. Um, you know, they had a really Jamie? hard. Jamie. Jamie Foxx? Yeah. Nah, he wasn't in there. I don't know. Was Hamburger? Jamie on Hamburger? Hamburger was on there. Earthquake. Earthquake. Uh, you know what I mean? Joe Torrey was on there. Uh, Mike I missed, S. I missed that Bernie Mac, though. Yeah. I ain't scared yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't I scared of you, motherfucker. Classic. Classic, man. But, yo, that was really dope, oh, and it made me feel good, man. It's some... Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Yeah, man. Peace. Yeah, make sure, up. make sure we all speak into the mics. But, but yeah, rest in peace, Bernie Mac, man. And they also had a couple cats that I didn't know died that were on there. But, yo, I, my uh, my sister and my brother-in-law, Cindera, uh, my brother-in-law Lee, used to have like all the Def Comedy Jam tapes. And whenever I would go visit them up in San Jose. That's all we will watch. It's just Def Comedy Jam joints. So that's really dope. Y'all should check that out. And uh, yeah, some other news. This is just something really quick, but I want to laugh at it. Uh, you know, a lot of these young rappers whose stage shows aren't that dope have resorted to wild antics, like jumping off of things and stage Are diving. Are talking oh. about people with uh, too many X's in their name? Yeah, or characters like this. Characters wasn't it, wasn't it, what's that dude's name? Post Malone, then he jumped. Yes, oh, he, that's oh, what I was getting get to. Caught, right? he, they didn't catch his big ass. Nah, that motherfucker is big as shit, too. Yeah, like, he? you think he's like 6'2", and oh, he's got to wow. be like 2-something, weighed he's like, like mm, yeah, 200 pounds. Yeah, I don't want to rehash old uh, conversation topics, but he's getting very popular for some reason. Oh, yeah, man. He's swallowing all of black culture. Oh, let me not get on that. <laughs> but no, he is getting popular and he seems like a nice guy. So shout out to Post Malone. But, you know, careful with those stage dives, man. It's not built Yo, for everybody. You're over six mm. foot. You shouldn't be stage dive. Guys like Lil Uzi Vert. I mean, they got little in their name because they're mm. tiny humans. They're a little mm. homunculi. They're, I think he's probably like five foot four. He's a, he's a very small, petite young man. N-E-G-U-S. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's a small guy. So, uh, sorry, Post Malone, man. Figure it out. You know what I mean? Maybe 
maybe have a trampoline in the crowd or something. You know, set yourself up with the right shit. Congratulations. Somebody else that I want to laugh at really quick is uh, our man, B.O.B., who I'm not too familiar with. But I feel I can do this to what you're about to say. Uh, Our man, B.O.B., has a GoFundMe in an attempt to launch a satellite into space in order to take pictures of the Earth to prove that there is no curve and the Earth is flat. Tracy, is that dope or is it not dope? Is that dope or not wow. dope? Is that dope or is it not dope? It's not dope. That is yeah. super not dope. <laughs> My man is really, dope. really wild. But yeah. it also it also could be like a Ponzi scheme. It could be like a plan for him just to get loot. Like, you know what I, I think, mean? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just publicity. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fat Joe was doing something like that also. Really? But for those. Puerto Rico, I, th- I thought... No, 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 no. Oh. This is like way back. Some invisible train. Uh, what's the things called? Like mass money marketing, whatever things. Mm. Pyramid like a pyramid scheme? scheme? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, Fat Joe's pretty suspect. But nothing pyramid crack. Common and Frank Ocean be talking about. Right. I, that's just wild to me. Like, my man's career is. I, I've never been a Bob fan. Is it Bob or is it B.O.B.? Is Kim Wick called Bob? Yeah. All right. Anyways, I, I've never really listened to this guy's music. I remember when he came out, everybody's like, yo, this guy's pretty good. And I was like, this mm. guy's pretty average. You guys just think he's good because you right. never heard yeah. anything right. like yeah. it on. He I definitely wasn't the second coming of Andre 3000. Like, no, to he wanted to definitely be. try to. Yeah. He had a dope verse, though, on um, Nicki Minaj uh, remix. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. He had he, he killed that verse. I was like, all right. Huh? But then after that, I just couldn't really. I'm not sure. And all that. Actually, I think that whole freshman class. I, I mean, I don't remember who's in it. Kendrick's probably in there. With but Bomb. Everybody who's not Kendrick or J. Cole kind of. Blue was in that that same year, I think. Probably, yeah. I don't really follow that stuff too closely, especially at the time when Bob was getting popular, so I don't really know his music much. But you get the gas face if you're a flat earther. I don't give a fuck. It's not some shit where it's like, it's just my opinion. It's like, no. It's just, it's really ignorant. It's really ignorant. You you, uh, you can't teach common sense. you, You know, like, there's, like... People, people say there's like no opinions on facts, but facts can be manipulated, no doubt. So every time you have a fact, it's not necessarily true, like a universal truth or anything like that. But, you know, we have a, a, a culmination of information that highly points to this being fucking factual and true. Not only that, we, I mean, to, in order for this mass conspiracy to be true, do you know how many different people would have to be working in concert to fucking keep Bruh, a secret? All the, oh my God, it's wild, organization. Yeah, All the politics podcasts wild, I talk about, I listen to talk about this thing, man, like how uh, facts have become equal or opinions have become equal to facts. Like yeah. your feelings on something is now the same as scientific fact mm. and it's not just an american thing it's like it's all over it's, it's spreading all over general. the globe it doesn't man. even have to be science it's just yeah. if you sound passionate about what you're talking about, right i think that has to do with just the people are come up a little bit. people are uh just so disconnected with each other that they're looking for something to connect with just like i was i was telling you i was watching that lady gaga documentary and it was just like white tears like every 15 minutes you know what i'm saying and it's like that's no disrespect to lady gaga i think she's a brilliant artist for what she does but i mean i'm watching this with my wife and like we're kind of you know kind of joking on like oh here go white tears white tears (laughs) like in my malibu mansion like i feel you you're you're a brilliant artist but at the same time like 
Mm-hmm. You know, I have a hard time being sympathetic for people who are doing a lot better than me in life. <laughs> Sometimes, man, it's rough. You know I, mean? I am not a one percent. You know what I mean? At the same time, I understand. You know, mental health issues are mental health issues, right. and some people are going to go through shit. But yeah. at the same time, I'm not really going to be the one really. Um, I empathizing with you too much I and so i don't watch lady gaga shit i don't know anything about this woman oh, except oh, oh, she's pretty oh, crazy looking yeah. and that first album was pretty hot not gonna lie yeah, but i, I heard selena know. gomez got a new liver she can afford that though oh mm. good for her man did she just skip over all the poor people <laughs> shit is on the way <laughs> of list? course she pulled a dick cheney <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like dick cheney is basically in a fucking uh darth vader suit now being kept alive for real but, but yeah um yeah that gets the gas face what else do we got going, man? Um, Cardi B becomes the first woman to hit number one on the Billboard charts since Lauren in 1998. And Lauren didn't do it off of a rap track, really, man. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill is not really a rap album like that. This is like a rap song. Mm. It's ahead of its time for oh, how indeed. kids are styling now. It, it's, a, it's a phenomenal album, but it wasn't but really a rap track. not enough female rappers out here doing it like her, man. I, I I disagree with that, uh, man. I mean, you got Ill Camille. Rhapsody's Il- new album is super fire. Right I still now. need to listen to that. Super Dude, fire. Jungle Pussy is probably my one of my favorite rappers. Period. I, I don't is, know those two people. Oh, this, this is this pussy yeah. don't pop for you. That shit is ridiculous. Where hey. who is this? You know, maybe the pussy does pop for me. She doesn't know me like that, man. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, I don't know her, and I respect her agency. She's, but. she's dope, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my bad. I'm laughing. She, in nah, she, she's person. really dope. There's another one. Who am I thinking of, man? I can't, I can't remember. But those two are, are definitely two people out there. See, I, fu- well, I fuck with like just dope, though, Lekali, right? Lekali 47, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. The woman. That's that's right. Politically correct, right? The woman that wears the ski mask all the time. She had that no. joint. Uh, I think that's Kodak Black. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him with the scheme. Fuck the summer up. Fuck the right, summer right. up. Okay. Uh, it's nah. pretty good. But I mean, it's not like Lauren. Yeah. Mm. I mean, not a well, lot of people this are. Is, this is kind of a really crazy track, man, because I guess I don't know much about Cardi B, and I've only heard about two minutes of this song, but it seems to be like an anthem. It's a song of the summer, I would you say. You haven't listened to the whole thing? No, I mean, I, I, where would I, I'm not going to listen to it on my headphones on the train with Tomoyuki. Why not, man? I, 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 got, really little, I got little Hirotomo... I need Hiro Abe in there, like turning up. I think man. I think I would be able to turn up if I was in a club with it, but it's really just not my lane. It's just, like, Tracy, it sounds, do you like it? It sounds alright. This, this is my thing about her, right? I've 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 listened to I've listened to it a little bit. Um, I mean, no, it's not my thing. But the thing that I remember about it that makes me sad is the fact that you know that song goes number one, and and I click on the shit that TMZ approaches like, hey, your song is number one. What are you gonna do? And she's like, fuck my man. Like that's what I remember. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, she she's like a man, former weird, stripper that be, or like an Instagram model. Definitely that a former stripper. I mean, was she on like Love and Hip Hop or one of these shows? I that think I don't she watch? was on Love All and Hip Hop. All of the above, nigga. Oh shit. All of the above. Yeah, oh. I mean, you know, we, I'm sorry that it's. But I see her getting defended know. on Facebook recently. People like her. I think I think she I think re- she really connects with a lot of the community. I think a lot of people really do like her. And um, you know, know, I don't her. have anything. I don't have any anything negative to really I mean, say about her but no, i mean you know, i mean it's just all, not all my more power to her you know what I'm it's saying? impressive that she hit number one ladies that fuck your man really impressive yeah but you're definitely saying that like it's impressive that she hit number one despite how bad it is you know what yeah. i'm saying well you know i'm wondering how kodak my black man. you like it yeah. you like wait it. a second though yeah. it is i mean it's 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 a she remake of a kodak black she it, did take his flow but i've never first, heard the, the original kodak black song though i wonder how he feels because you know he ain't getting residuals off of this shit whatsoever probably not 
he's not getting shit off of this. So that's pretty crazy. I wonder how he feels. He in his he in his ski mask. Sad right now. I mean, he made it a hot line. She made it a hot song. <laughs> this motherfucker right here though. Uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. No. 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 You know. But um, with a lot of these artists that that are kind of like flash in the pan type of artists. I, I don't really expect him to stick around too long. I'd like to see if she's able to replicate this with another with more success because mm. like, you know, Nikki, despite all of any issues that people might have with her, Nikki has actually had a pretty strong career coming out and she's she's been at the top of the game in terms of the women MCs uh, for what has it gotta be like six, seven years, eight years maybe? Yeah, something like something that. like that, right? And I mean, Remy Ma was gone, but you yeah. know, Remy Ma is also in a different lane than I Nikki also saw when it comes to rap. Saying on Facebook like uh, Cardi's doing it with like by herself, like she's out mm. not out here beefing or scrapping with any other female MCs. Mm. Like Remy kind of came back off of that sheether a little bit. I mean, she was out already, but her name wasn't popping until yeah. that sheether dropped. Well, no, she was nominated for a Grammy before that. I mean, after she got out of prison. Yeah. For what? Her and Fat Joe had that track. They thought they were, I think they had an album that was nominated for a Grammy and they didn't win, but they, like, mm. oh, damn. Before that. Uh, that's neither here or there, really, to the conversation, but it's just kind of interesting to see somebody hip hop have, with this type of hip hop track, have that type of success on the Billboard charts. That Is means it the it's album like, or the track? It's a track. She doesn't, I don't think she has an album. But I don't really know about that. I just wanted to bring it up. Shout out to um, women within hip hop culture that are successful. That's dope. And speaking of that, everybody should listen to the Rhapsody album. This is a fucking phenomenal album. Man. The phenomenal raps. And I'm not saying like she's good for a girl. Mm. She's no, good she's for dope. a woman. She, spit, she is fired. The beats on there. Yeah. Nobody outshines her. Kendrick's got a dope verse that, on there. Oh, it is. Awesome. It is. It is a say, solid that verse track. On that- Pimple Butterfly is one of the best verses on there. She she's dope, she, man. She she's killed dope. Talib on that one track that's on the Dave Chappelle the, special. Yeah, the one you played a couple yeah. episodes back. That shit was dope too. It's just you know um, that's that's the type of hip hop I'm more into. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna listen to Cardi B so much like that, but I will. I definitely got the the Rhapsody album, and I definitely think the Rhapsody album is probably one of it's gonna be one of the top ten albums of the year, in mm. my opinion, in terms of just quality and artistry. You know, that's all her. Yeah, she ain't got nobody writing her bars. That's all her. And she's one of the sickest. Shout out to North Carolina because, you know, hey. shout out to North Carolina. I got one more thing that I want to talk about. This makes me a little bit sad and I don't know too much about it yet. But we're all aware that MF Doom was having a weekly track release through Adult Swim. Um, the, but they recent. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. But because we talked about this, maybe. Mm-hmm, I think so. I went and searched. I couldn't find none of the tracks, man. Well, um, I think they're on the Adult Swim webpage or whatever. But I, checked, like I, I found. Been, I think maybe there's like six that came out, five or six that came out. Maybe. But what what happened now is that um, they seem to have stopped working together. And the news isn't out exactly Who? what the relationship was. Oh, Doom and, Doom Adult, Swim? and Adult Swim. Oh, wow. They're not sure what it is, but like the page is gone and there hasn't been a track released yet. Now, some of the tracks were, who knows what the tracks were, if they were new tracks that Doom was creating on the fly, if they were old tracks, or, or you know, if whatever the issue was, but they seemed to be missing. And well, this, that, that this, track with uh, Jay Electronica, that was out for like a year before word. Adult Swim. God. Yeah, man, I listen I, to all of them. It felt weird, because like, after that first release, I remember that, and then I forgot about it, then you were like, 
you reminded me. So I was like, oh, I got to catch up on the Doom tracks. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything except for that J Electronica track. Yeah. Uh. There, there's a few, and, and none of them have really been like, oh, that's super dope Maybe. to me yet. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Late and I are huge MF Doom fans. I think I'm safe saying that personal top five, he's probably in our personal top fives. Top ten. Top ten for you. Top yeah. five for me. I love Doom. Yeah. I've loved yeah. Doom, like, for a whole minute. And, um... Even though he has a lot of a kind of a lot of subpar work in his catalog, I'm always down to hear some new Doom shit. Yes. His shit that he's got going right now with West Side Gun, that track is super. Dope. I think that was the last track I think I heard about. That, that, didn't that drop? Not yeah, it know? just came out. It okay. just came out. They had a sneak peek of it, but it just came out, and that track is West Side. I mean, West Side Gun is really on like some super trap gangster type of stuff. It doesn't always appeal to me when other artists do it, but I like West Side Gun. I like Conway. I like West I like, Side Gun too. I like Makami and, and those cats. And um, yeah, it's a it's a good. I think it's a good collaboration, a good combination. Their voices together kind of go well. West Side Gun, despite being what I perceive as like super gangster, he's got kind of a really kind of like he's got juvenile uh, kind of kid voice. Uh, what's what's man? I'm gonna fuck his name up. Well, you haven't slept for like 36 hours, so I'm not going to fault you for this shit. Lil. For our listeners that don't know, Late has been up since 5 o'clock in the morning yesterday. Yo, I got it. Is, it is Saturday afternoon. Uh, Saturday I gotta, afternoon. I got a drop for that. Are you ready? Yeah, buzz it. Oh, this isn't my machine. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Late, late, late. Rolled up to the, he rolled up to the session late, uh, which we, we never fault him for. I mean, we call him late for a reason. But yeah, my man has been up for 30... Seven hours. I don't even know the math on it. Shout out to Barbara and Fabian. Oh, those are the people that kept you out being wild and truculent? <laughs> Shout out to Tent, too. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, tent. No doubt. Tent is closing down. Everybody that, that doesn't know, now you should pay attention. But, yo, um, with that said, MF Doom's the fucking guy. Let's go into a little bit of temperature check. Late? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so. Or, what, what time are we at? 22. Yeah, okay. All right, so temperature check. Tracy, this is the part of the show where we ask you just a bunch of questions to kind of get your taste on, to get your taste on music, to see where you're at. You know, these are all personal opinions and whatnot, but uh, a lot of the questions are just like pretty fucking random. Uh, You know, for example, like, where would you rank MF Doom in a greatest of all time list? What number would he sit at? Man, he would have to be at least in top 30 oh for you yeah. objective objective so that means that you're leaving out a lot of people if you okay, put them in top four wait why why top four if you're saying Who's number five huh why top four? Oh, okay uh, uh i would say yeah in top top five um but if you're saying objectively uh and objectively meaning you know artists that have pushed the culture forward that have progressed the art form yeah um I mean, that's the dude, man. He definitely, uh, he definitely has. Just know, like you said, he he has a he has a, a, a huge volume of work, mm-hmm. uh, which to me is proof that he has really exercised his craft. And the dude is just on some just very weird, influential as well. Just, yeah, absolutely very, very influential. I mean, yeah, I can I can see somebody putting him in their personal top five, but uh, me personally, I don't think I could. I'd ha- I'd have to rank guys like LL Cool J above him and. Um, even being really objective, yeah. Yeah, if you're being really objective, but my personal top five, 
he sits there firmly in my personal top five. Who's your favorite MC of all time? Wow. Uh, that's hard. That changes every day, man. I mean, that can be... Okay, um, when you were 16 years old, who was your favorite MC? Oh, I was 16. Jesus. And tell us what year this was. I think you're a little older than us. We're going to show you age here. I'm 38. I'm okay. 38 years so old. So four years older than me. Yeah. Keen. I'm, I'm the old man. I'm 40. Okay. Dallinger's older than you, though, so Dallinger's got uh, the old Dal- man. Dallinger ain't here, too. Okay. <laughs> no doubt. Come down on the volume. This is my machine. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, 16. Damn, man. I can't remember. I would say pro- it would probably have to be Andre 2000 or... Um, yeah. Say it again. Andre 3000. Hey. I mean, he's from the South. I'm from the South. You know, I mean, he was... Oh, yeah. I forgot you said you're from Florida, man. Yeah, Orlando. FLA Orlando represent... Um, oh yo, can I get one? What? what? Temperature check. Oh yeah. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. Of oh. course, absolutely. You you temperature check all you want. Trick Daddy or Uncle Luke? Uncle Luke. Yeah, and me too. Me too. I mean, he's a pioneer. He he is the master P of like Miami. Yeah. He was master. He was doing master P shit before master P was. Yeah, he's like one of the first sure. type of uh, hip hop moguls, I think. Uncle Luke for sure. And yeah. also that that. Uh, uh, what is it? Scared? Scarred? Can't be coming. Can't be coming. Can't be coming. That shit is like, yo, that shit is like deeply rooted into my little seventh grade head. I mean, made you me want to get pussy around, real bad. Like, you know, popped our coochie when I came out. You couldn't, you couldn't walk down the street without hearing that from some car, some party. Word. Even at a church somewhere. You know what I mean? You, at a party. You, yeah. At a church. They're like, See, that's, oh, that's before so my time, man. I don't. Yeah, it was. And, and in Atlanta, it was like so, so deaf. Like, bad. all day, every day. Bad. Yeah. Bad. But uh, do you remember old Rick Ross? No. When he, he's really? asking if you were locked up and he was your correctional officer. <laughs> 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 oh, that's old Rick Ross, right? Yeah, no, nah, I wasn't. I, I mean, I think he he's a dope writer, man. I just don't know he's why. He's got a very strong enough, catalog of work. Enough. I just don't yeah. really care for it. It's like, why did you, you didn't have to lie about your background. Apparently he did, though. Because I don't think he could have been like, yo, I'm the biggest correctional boss of them all. <laughs> I would have respected him, at least. Yeah. You know what I'm that saying? Was, that was my biggest, that's my biggest strike against him. I just find it to be completely perpetration. And, and back when I was growing up, that was a huge no-no. You can't yeah. fucking perpetrate like that. Yeah. You can't say you're one thing and then and then not be that and you especially can't take somebody else's name and say that you one thing and not be that Mm -hmm. despite his catalog being really strong all of his albums are really good for what they're worth and what he's trying to do his His last album is really good for what it's worth and what it does but i just don't fuck with him out of uh my own personal integrity yeah same way that same way that like i can't champion you know rapists and shit like that like i really like william s burroughs but i hear my man was messing around with children and that's not cool to me but his work is really good Mm. You know what I mean? Well, I so. mean, he shot. I think he shot his wife in the head trying to shoot an apple off her. Yeah, man, there was a lot of drugs back, back in that <laughs> shit. But, but you know, what yeah. I'm saying is that like, um, I have a difficult time separating the art from the artist a lot of times. You know, what that's I mean? that's Rick complicated because there's, you know, one of my favorite writers is is uh, Bukowski. A lot of people will say Yo, that he loves Ginsburg. Ginsburg, he likes yeah. little boys. He's part of was was it? Yeah. Uh, uh, grown. I think it's like. Something like grown men uh, love boys. Nambla. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That might be association it. of man, man boy, boy love. love. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. National Association of Man Boy. I think uh, he was like high ranking of America. In that yeah, or some shit like that, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge beat poet fan. So Keenan and I were talking about the beat poets and how they related to Anticon on his episode. Mm. And um, yeah, you know, but, w- but when it comes to gangster rap and mm. when it comes to being gangster, I'm really critical of that. And that's why I tend to side more with the independent artists because I'm not getting ghostwriters. I'm not, you know, I'm getting the artists, you know, direct to pipeline. Yeah. I love when a cat, when cats like ninth, uh, ninth winner and, and fucking Fonte can just put together a fucking album and it's them from top to bottom. That's yeah. artistry. Buck 65 does the fucking samples, the scratching, the emceeing, the yeah. production. To me, that 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 is what I look for in, in artistry. So word, but you know, um, temperature check. Favorite group of all time. Favorite group of all time. It might have to be 93 Till, man. Oh, Hyro. Yeah. Favorite Hyro sure. member. Ooh. Favorite high. It might have to be Dell. I have to go with Dell. I think I have to go Dell as well. Yeah. I mean, he's got the best catalog outside yeah. of it. Yeah. All right, outside of outside of Dell, who's who's your second favorite? This is where it gets interesting. I've heard. I think Dallinger's favorite MC is Casual. Yeah, Casual. Casual, yeah. and Casual's really strong. Yeah. He's also got one of the best voices. I'd probably say Casual too. Actually, no shit. Yeah. I, I what love about casual. you, Keen? Uh, I, I would concur. Dell first, and then Casual. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Fear itself. That am album? I the only Opio Lindsay fan? I, Opio's maybe, third for me. Opio's hey, third actually, uh, I think who is it? Damn, Fest. I want to say Festo and Opio. They're playing in Orlando. Uh, next week, I believe. Mm, dope. Yeah. Uh, have shout you out to Have you brother. interviewed uh, any of the cast from Hyro? No. Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, we gonna have them on the show. It was. Uh, it was One a surreal. Days, surreal. Uh, when I used to live in San Francisco, I went to a Dell show, and um, it was a surreal moment because I'm standing there watching. You know, nobody. Nobody was opening for Dell. Yeah. And then I think it was like uh, Opio and maybe A plus that just walked past. And I'm like, you know, I, I probably have just turned 30 or something. It's like, man, I was listening to you guys. Word. And I was like 15. You just yeah. standing there. Yeah. yeah, man. Um, You know, as much as I love Dell. Dell's fucking stage shows are fucking so bogus, man. This guy's phenomenal, but like he doesn't put anything into his stage shows. Really? I've seen him fucking drunk off his ass, forgetting lyrics, stumbling I've seen him rip it, man. Yeah, I saw him yeah. at man. House of Blues back man, in the day. I seen him twice. In both I saw times him at Tramps, actually, back in the day. Yeah. Oh, he killed it. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, but he definitely is. I know that he's in the community. A lot of people say that he's fucking had a lot of bogus shows. I've seen Chesky from Fake Four recently post about that. And he wasn't trying to, he wasn't trying to throw salt in the game or anything like that and disrespect Dale but like a lot of people know Dale be fucking well, when did you see him uh, this was early 2000s oh, early well that 2000s. that show I was talking about in San Fran what he did which I did not like was he would he would freestyle he had the DJ uh-huh. just put on some instrumentals and he would freestyle and then he would do some of his songs mm. or kind of sprinkled throughout but it, it, it wasn't like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna you know what I'm saying play the hits or I'm just gonna play I'm just gonna rock my joints. It was just Word. like I'm gonna freestyle some shit, yeah. and it's kind of like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Dell is also phenomenal. So shout out to Dell. No disrespect. I still got super mega love for the guy, and I will pay to see a show, even though he's fucking, he's MF doomed me. You know, he he had a he had another uh, person come out <laughs> and perform for him and shit. That wasn't the Dell that I know and love. How about um, favorite Wu Tang member? Favorite Wu Tang member. Ooh. Oh, I love this hard, question man. because like 
we've got a lot of savvy listeners. Like we have Polly Rhyme said Capadonna. My guy Mike Magic said Master Killer. We we get a lot of savvy listeners. Sometimes you know, we had the New York boys in here, and all of them said like RZA. Really? Which was surprising. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, mean, no no diss to RZA, but RZA was my favorite when you sixteen really? years old favorite MC. Really? No, nah, yeah, man. man. I mean, I love Bob Digital. I, I would say <laughs> I, I like Bob Digital, all right? Mm-hmm. But I would we say uh, maybe it's a it's a tie between Jizza and Ghostface because Ghostface definitely had yeah. a much more uh, prolific career. I think his, he's he's had probably the best career outside sure. of uh, I mean, yeah, in terms of just rap. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, Look with Swords was a life-changing album for me. That was same. an album that you know. It's, it was to me. It was like it was like listening to Kid A, Radiohead. Like yeah. I just would listen over and over and over. Yeah, and over. I'm. I pretty much know. Like, I, I'm. I'm bad at reciting verses. Like, if you ask me what's the verse, but if I'm hearing the music, I can usually remember the verse. That that joint with fucking um, Killer Priest Bible. Mm. Oh, was, that was like the Bible for me for a whole. Minute. Oh yeah. Yo, my moms. Moment. I have my moms rocking to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's only Killer Priest though, right? Yeah. yeah it's, it's only. It's, Killer a, it's like. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah, was just like put that on the joint. It's not like Chance the Rapper on the second verse or something, right? Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Is it, who, yeah, what who, is dope? Who's, who's on the track, Keen? The the three MCs, not the one MC. Oh, Keen, Keen blew, blew up my spot when we were talking about this uh, old log cabin track. Uh, oh, oh. Uniforms. <laughs> I thought it was all radio inactive. He's like, no, nah, man, that's no, three guys. Three, and Lake was like, it MCs. sounds like two different guys. That yeah, sounds like a different yeah. voice. And I was like... Man, yeah, Mega me- 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 was fighting, and I'm like, no, dude, listen to Trust me. No, and no, I was no. like, really? But, but you know, like, Wait, I, did, you, yeah. did you accept the truth yet? D- yeah, I, I told you, I acquiesced mm. to your. Yeah. Keen's going to know more about the underground scene than me. I, I really do acquiesce to him, his knowledge, and there's very few people that I would do that for when it comes to West Coast underground shit. Mm. You have to be there. Like, I will acquiesce to, like, you, my guy Tony Avila, Odyssey Rock, you guys know what the fuck was happening because they were there mm-hmm. i was the generation after that they just fucking got the tapes yeah. you know it's like i was talking to radio inactive about it but you know like yeah he's a few years removed from that and he's you know but whatever yeah God definitely getting stuff like project glow kind of stuff i mean you know coming from orlando and i was like getting like a you know a like secret something that was like yours yeah well it's it's amazing to see how far it went you know and that was just from tape dubs Uh. it just people traded tapes and then napster and all that it's it's sick because back then there was no internet you had to know somebody to get that shit so yeah that's that's tight that you got it yeah yeah i got that i got a lot of that stuff uh probably i think swamberger from silicon sound put me on a lot of that stuff um, and I link it to Jizza because it was so conceptual. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fucking, like, let me stop y'all and just give a fucking shout out to Swamburger, man. This motherfucker yeah. is so underrated. He's really like dope underground yeah. MC, man. What was yeah. his first album? Uh, the Roots of Kin? Uh, that was one. I mean, he before well, that. Well, that's the first one I got. The first one I got was uh, Became What Become Who. That's your homie though, right? Yeah, yeah, that's my Let's, man. We'll, uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. during the interview segment. Late, do you have uh, another uh, weather? I mean, uh, yeah, I want to. I want to get dirty south, man. Uh, favorite dungeon family member that's not Andre. Oh. Mm. Or big boy? Fuck that. No big boy either. Well, would it be big boy? No, it's got to be. Nah, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be. Really? People would rate. Yo, rank somebody Gip, else. In- people like Gip. People like Cujo. 
People like CeeLo. People like Witch Doctor. The only answer I would accept above uh, Big Boy is CeeLo. I can't remember homie's name, man. I saw I saw them with uh, I saw Goody Mob with Dela and Fishbone. Fishbone. uh, Damn. Yeah. That's a lineup. I can't remember brother's name. He's in Goody. Yeah, yeah. Skinny dude. He has. I think he has a tattoo. I think that might be it. He's yeah. dope too, man. They're yeah. all dope. He's an interesting really dope. dude to me. For yeah. sure. He's, yeah. yeah, maybe the most underrated. Cujo. You don't hear people talking yeah. about him a lot. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I like Cujo Goody, man. Cujo Goody's dope, man. He just got a, he seems the most south to me. His he verse sound just like on that first Outcast sweaty. album <laughs> where he's like, how do you like the taste of uh, hot butter melting in your biscuit? This is your brain on drugs. He killed that <laughs> shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here goes yeah. another question related. Um, do you know what brings rats, mice, snakes about their hole? <laughs> Chunky fire. Splice. Oh, we'll rock Rocky and roll. roll indubitably. Piper pie. Not come on, no. my brother. <laughs> Yo, no, no, no. That, that's, that's just some dumb shit. But that's also one of my favorite tracks. And Lady and I are constantly like, <laughs> indubitably, pipe of pie. But yeah, um, what music should be playing when you walk into a room, man? Um, mm, right now I'm listening. Actually, I'm listening to Milo's last. Yeah. Uh, who told you to think? Is that yeah, what it's called? Yeah, who called? told you that to think? Dope. That's uh, really I've been getting really acquainted with that. Um, I don't know. Maybe something like that. Or... I've also been listening, getting back into ASAP. Um, I kind of missed him for a little bit, but Impossible Kid is. Speaking been, of which, this is yeah. my fucking Ace Rizzle. Yeah, that's that's been pulling me back in a little something. No so doubt. Probably, I I'd probably say Milo, or or I would say um, uh, balloon, uh, balloon, uh, funeral balloons. I don't even know these guys. Uh, uh, no, that's the name of his album. Um, Blockhead. His latest oh, okay, instrumental word. joint. Okay, word. He he did all the production for um, what's his name? Elusive joint. What is what is the joint he just did? But yo, um, yeah, word up. Temperature check. We finishing that up. Yo, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. We'll come back in. We'll hit you guys with some weather reports, and then we're gonna go to the interview segment, the conversation segment of the goddamn thing. Uh, Mega Late Show episode sixteen. King Late. Tracy Jones. Microscopic giant. The micro giant. Uh, We out here, man. Peace. Yo, what verse was that? Which one? Chunky fire. This is your friendly neighborhood rapper Cal Combs, and this is the Mega Late Show. I met an Indian woman. I proposed to her. We got married in the club, man. It was fun. She's from India. Daughter feather. Nah, she's from Kenya, my nigga. Oh shit. A or E R. (laughs) (laughs) You can say nigga, but you use a hard R. It's bad news. Yes, that is right, Tanaka's. I'm not going to give it some weird-ass name. No, that's fucking right, Fun Crushers. We're back again. Welcome back to the episode. That was our guy, Cal Combs, on the drop. Here we are about to get into our weather report, which is where we uh, each pick a track that we want to talk about, and we talk about that fucking track. So we are getting real wavy right now. Yo, I just want to say this LPP is so super duper fire. Mm. Um, who's going to go first? Your boy... Okay. I gotta, I gotta get something off my uh, chest. Okay, first, so why don't you talk it in, and then I'll play the track after you, uh, after you get it off. You said you want to talk about it, son. Go for it. Uh, it's gonna play though. Oh, oh shit! Let me turn this off then. Can you come down on that a little bit? Yeah. There we go. So, uh, this isn't hip hop per se. But turn it off. No. 
This group is called Cherub. I don't know if y'all heard of them. No. Uh, this dude singing right now. I went to school with him, and he came into the school. I went to my ma- I had a musical major, a recording industry major. This is university you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he came in the year after me. Homeboy bought an MPC, got super duper nice, started fucking with all the rappers, like uh, not on campus, but like definitely in our building. He hooked up with this one dude, worked with him pretty intensely. Uh, I got a couple tracks I haven't put out with this guy. And then, like, he, after a couple years, he, like, dropped out and started doing his own thing. And I remember he sent me the demo for this band's first album he made all by himself. Fucking incredible, man. Incredible. And now he's got this track with fucking DJ Premier. Who's that? Cherub. <laughs> oh, shit. Never mind. That shit went right over my head, bro. <laughs> oh, that's dope, man. Yeah, man. Coming up. Shout out to my homie Jordan and shout out to Jason, the other dude in the band. Shout out to the band members. Uh, yeah. I think the other Jordan and some other cats. Can we get these guys on the podcast? Man, I have his phone number. Yo, maybe we'll do that. Yo, he sounds pretty good. He's also worked with Forte Bowie. And oh, that's a cat. You played a track from him before, right? Yeah. He's dope, too. Yeah. And okay. maybe somebody else. But I mean, to be honest with you, this dude has some of the nicest beats I've ever heard, man. Word. Like, he is super nice. Like, this doesn't reflect that at all, but he's nice with it. Snare Jordan, we used to call him. When did you get the uh, the face tap, man? You going Gucci man on me. Oh, shit, I forgot that was there. You got a big-ass heart on your face. Bro, I've been awake for a long time, man. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was there, son. All right, yo, yo, okay. But my... Uh, Interesting, man. My weather report. Yeah, I just want to give props to my dude, man. I saw that popped up on my Spotify. I was like, yo, what the fuck, man? No shit. That's I love that dope, dude, man. man that's pretty, I love that dude, man. That's pretty, He's yo, real that's pretty cool, solid. Man. I like that. I like when, I like when uh, people in our proximity get dope and get recognition for being dope. Yeah. Because we got a lot of dope people in our proximity, man. Speaking of dope people within our proximity, let's go ahead and do uh, do your track here, Tracy. All right. Um, hold on. Let me uh, go ahead and get it started. And then uh, we'll just talk about it a little bit. Alright. Uh Space Program, Chocolate Quest. Uh I love this track because it, it was like a response to um there's a, a writer named Ray Bradbury and he has a he has this book called Martian Chronicles. And I love this book. And basically like each chapter someone is going Go, they go to Mars. So Come first, on, it's like the it. spaceship gets there, and the astronauts they find this village, right? And there's these people that are from their past that died, and they're like, "Hey, I'm waiting for you. Come over and have dinner." As if it's nothing. And then the astronaut gets to their house, and they basically turn on them. Oh sure. Oh wow. And like every episode, it's like they progress in colonizing Mars. Okay. And there's this one in particular where it's like the town and uh, they build a spaceship and all the black people are lined up to get on the spaceship to go to fucking Mars. And there's this one kid and I guess what happens is this, this, uh, this white dude and his friends, they go and terrorize, you know, some of these, you know, this black town. And, uh, and this kid, he works for this white guy who, who does, you know, goes on terrorizing black people. And I think his name is Mr. Keith. 
And then Keith asked him, he's like, you know, since we're leaving, he's like, what are you going to do nights, Mr. Keith? What are you going to do nights? Like, we're all leaving. So what are you going to do now? And uh, that's what this track, to me, is a response to. Word. But it's interesting because, you know, Ray, Bar- Ray Bradbury is like, just like this prolific white dude, who, or prolific, you know, science fiction guy. Right. And, but this was his take on racism. It's like, well, to the point where black people are never going to have justice on planet Earth. So they got to go to Mars. And Q-Tip is saying, nah, this is, you know, this is our place. This is where we're from. We're not going anywhere. And we just have to figure out how to get along. Yeah, that's really dope, man. That's a, that's an interesting insight to the track that I wasn't familiar with. Outside of, outside of that insight, man, it's just a phenomenal opener for their album. I was worried when I heard that Tribe was going to come out with another album after 20 years. Because you don't want something, not not to damage your legacy, but you don't want it to damage the greatness that they had. Like, mm. the, um, the Love Movement album was not bad, but it was not like, you know, it wasn't Midnight Marauders good. It wasn't, no. it wasn't low end good. But it was still good. It was, it was still good. And so I was, I was a little worried, especially considering that um, Fife had passed away. Recipe yeah. Fife Dog. Fife mm. Dog. But one of the things that I really love about this track, and actually let me go back a little bit because one of the things I love about this track is because we, Jerobi didn't do shit before. Like, what did Jerobi do? But he's nice. <laughs> he, he really picks up the ball. It's like he knew that with Fife being gone that he had to be the guy. And Busta Rhymes, too. Busta Rhymes yeah. came really hard on this album, too. But this verse... Yeah. Jerobi is nice on this album He has like two two tracks that he has I think he's my favorite verse on it mm. This track is my favorite verse um, Or this verse from Jerobi is my favorite And then also on um, Killing Season mm. I think he fucking outshines Which one is Killing Season? The one with Kwali and the one with the Kanye on the on the chorus Okay but yo, Jerobi really kills this joint. Yeah, I don't really feel and that. And Tribe, I, I love that yeah. track, man. I love that track. I think it's, I think it's really hard. And I also like the, the vocal refrain, uh, the the refrain that that uh, Kanye uses is like it can be interpretive in a couple, interpreted in a couple different ways just if by listening. Um, um, what does he say? Soldier, 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 and it's like you soldier, soldier, soldier. You sold like you soldier, 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 and it's the, the way that he enunciates it is like it could be taken. The line could be taken in several different ways, and what Jerobi says on that track is really hard to me, man. This and this one, the beat on this is just. Yeah, and that sample. Yeah, like you said, it's a great intro to come back with, and I didn't know that influence or backstory about that just makes it even better. Yeah, man, I mean, you know, art art is really subjective, and and when we listen to it, we can draw our own conclusions about what it relates to or how it relates to us. It's crazy how, like, when this, because this came out, like, right before the election. I think it was, like, November, like, the beginning of November when this came out. And it was crazy how it applied to the situation, and it, it they couldn't have written yeah. a, maybe some of it, but not like especially vice versus maybe. Yeah. I don't think so, right? Well, yeah. this I I feel like this is also uh, related to I can't remember what country and what African country uh, where they at some point they were supposed to have a space program and they got funding to have a space program, but it never happened. And it was sort of like a joke where it was like. Did, did you really think that you guys were going to go <laughs> to space? Yeah, it, it, it is also kind of um, defeating 
It's a little bit sad. It's a little bit sad to think about it in light of things, but yo, man, I don't like how well read Tracy is, man. He knows all yeah, fuck this nigga, man. All these factoids and stuff, man. Oh, uh, yo, I usually don't drop the M bomb on the show, but I mean, real talk. Let's get him out of here. Let's get this guy out of here. What are you reading books? No, I had a book on the I had a book on the on the table, and he's like, yo, what is this? I'm gonna I want to read it too. Hey, man. A or E R? Oh, always E R, man. Always hard E R. <laughs> Nah, yo, shout out to Tracy too, man. He took me to this, uh, w- which I've heard of him, and I'm in the group, and that's where Tracy found us, Black Creatives in Japan. That's where he was like, yo, I didn't know y'all was out here, shout and that's out how Black we, Creatives in Japan. that's how we linked up. So shout out to them. And, but um, he, we went out to, we went out to this joint the other night um, with a, a, a bunch of beautiful uh, black people, man. Mm, it, was, yeah. it was a beautiful. It was just, I felt really dope to be around that. It's like, it, like you know, I'm always with late, and we always got Marvel and stuff. But I mean, there was like ten of us maybe, yeah. And it was all just beautiful black folks, man, doing different things out here from different parts of the world. Lots of Jamaicans, people who are, you know. Um, from the Caribbean as well, like just American black folks. And yeah. it was just a really strong experience. And I advise all of our listeners, uh, our people of color, especially our black folks, to join that creative group, man. Black Creatives in Japan, there's a lot of people who are doing really good things out there. Um, there's another podcast, um, Curly and Kansai, yeah, which is pretty. Ayana. Ayana. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to her, man. She seems really cool. I've, I'm not really I would spoken love to, to her. Them on, man. You know, I sent her a friend request and she curbed me, but <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? At the same time, I respect her agency and maybe she thought I was just a thirsty ass dude. I have no idea. Hey man, we you know, uh, but yo, we're working to her. on the tea problem. We're yeah, we got a lot of tea. Hella shout tea. out to our, our, our miscellaneous, uh, our, 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 our newest member, Inglewood, Miss Inglewood. We we she hasn't officially confirmed, but we just gonna keep rolling with it. Goddamn, she no no she's down. She put it on Instagram. Oh shit, for real. I don't have yeah. her. I don't have her on Instagram either. Yeah, actually, Beatrice curbed me too. She didn't have <laughs> me as a friend request either. Cause respect her agency. Damn it. Like let's get it going, man. Let's get it going. But yo yo, that's right. That's the space program by Tribe Called Quest. We got it from here. The last album last year, one of the best of last year. Tribe Called Quest still doing it. Yeah, that my made joint. The list and. Uh, the Aesop Rocky, Aesop Rocky, no, Aesop Rock made the list. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hold on, let me let me go into my joint right here. Oh, no. All right, man. There's a reason for there's a method to my madness, right? Everybody knows the absence of late ooze. Yeah, one of my favorite rappers. Like, you ain't been doing ever. the education. Now, all right, well, well, shit. Let me hip you. Let me hip you to this then, late. Um, you guys know this track probably from Fun Crusher Plus. Fun Crusher Plus. But it was also featured on Sound Bombing One. Oh wow! It was on Sound Bombing One with uh, the Loon TNS, uh, not not Loon TNS, but it also had another track. Yeah, I think Loon TNS was on Sound Bombing One. But the reason that this is is significant, Sound Bombing One, is because when this episode comes out, it will be the 20th anniversary of Sound Bombing One. Which was, you know, hosted by Evil D of the Beat Miners, who was kind of the most irritating thing about that mix. You know, he was on the, he was on every track like Evil D is on the mix. Come on, kick it! And he was kind of ruining that experience for me. But yo, this album, Sound Bombing One, helped me introduce so many cats into hip hop. Like when I say that, I don't I, I don't mean like I mean this was during the period where. There was a separation and divergence between commercialism and hip-hop, hip-hop. And on the album, you can hear it over and over and over again. And Ruckus was kind of a special entity, which is what came out of what, what this came out of. It was, I think, their first official release was um, Sound Bombing One. Ruckus was an independent, uh, an independent 
conglomerate, a group of guys, backed by Rupert Murdoch's son. Yeah. And can you name some of the notable rappers off of Off of Ruckus? Or Shabam Raleigh, Company Flow, um, uh, Most Def, Talib Kweli. Black Star's album came out through Ruckus. Um, I think Pharaoh Mach's first album came out through Ruckus. Um, Raw the Rugged Man was on Ruckus. Uh, uh, Sir Menelik was on Ruckus. There was Legendary. A, 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 I mean, it was a really strong album. This album has a lot of dope tracks. And uh, it's 20 years old. It's crazy. You know, they were there's there's never going to be anything like Ruckus again. The climate for music has changed, and they were really supporting underground and independent artists. Now that kind of there was issues that happened later on, where LP separated from them and other people separated from them. Last album put out with them. Word. I mean, they they came back. I think in they closed in 2004, but then they came out again in 2007. Maybe under new management. I know the entire old back catalog was sold to Geffen. Um, it was sold to Geffen, but like this joint right here, man, it's just like this is like an indelible MC. Yeah, this is indelible MCs, which is um, Breezy Bruin. It, it's, one of it's the most flow. slept on, illest, Yo, his, his, pioneering. One like of the best storytellers in hip hop. One of the best storytellers in hip hop, yeah. I think. Um, uh, a Prince Among Thieves, the joint that he did with Prince Paul, oh phenomenal album. One of the best concept albums of all time. But this joint had so many. It has so many joints on it. They have a freestyle with uh, it is a real freestyle, like is off the head freestyle of uh, most deaf playing a Wurlitzer uh, piano. Him and Quali are rhyming over it. Most deaf has um, if you can uh, you can hear if you can uh, ultra magnetics on this. Uh, Raw the rugged man's got a track off of this. There's a certain Menelik track, Scar Manga LP. I mean, this album is heavy, man. Eminem on here? No, Eminem was on Sound Bombing too. Okay. Sound bombing too. Any man. Oh, that's another notable Patriotism, contribution. That was on sound bombing too. Say it again. Patriotism. Patriotism was on sound bombing too. But you know, this is just like, man. I, I really, you know, a lot of the more experimental shit, like the Mike and Nine Freestyle Fellowship stuff, and even some of the West Coast independent casts like Hieroglyphics. A lot of my East Coast homies weren't really feeling that stuff. But when I introduced to this joint right here, like they were like, "Yo, this is fucking super fire." And hold up, here comes one of my favorite, ver- my favorite lines. Hold up. That gravitated before inner violence heated it up, then it burned. It'd be these two south side niggas who will rock off any beat you push. Coming at you in a blazing orange hunting vest. It's like this. For the niggas who got caught sleeping and didn't know, it'd be these off axis crazy keys. Or else to revolve around cold flow. Coming at you in a blazing orange hunting vest. 30 odd at night, scope first day of deer hunting. You got scoped out like the foreign just. I mean, like, man, this, did you, this did you like his album? Right? Which one? Black Mamba Serums? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one was dope. Yeah. Um, Machines that we play with or whatever the other joint is, not yeah. too great. Um, the joint he did with Orko Elohim is really solid. Nefem yeah. Modulation Project is really dope. Um, you Four know, People's Day is not, not bad. What's that? Four People's Day. Oh, yeah, that was really good. That actually came out through um, Subverse, which is we had the podcast with Lil... Uh, uh, John Robinson, he, mm. he was on the same label, you know, with Big Just. Um, you, Tanaka's check that out. That came out what two episodes ago? Three, it'll be three by the time this come out. Uh, yeah, three episodes. So yeah, I mean, but this man, I I really actually would just want to play play tracks, so many tracks off of this for my weather report because um, it's really a phenomenal album, man. Yeah. It's really a phenomenal album. There's a lot of solid joints on this man, and I really. I really feel old when I found out this motherfucker was 20 years old. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, damn, 20 years. 20 20 years old. And you know what? Today, 
to, to age us some more. And actually, I didn't record the conversation we were having about Chonky Fire and Aquemini, but today, Aquemini is 19 years old today. Today. So, yo, I mean, we we all been listening to hip-hop for a long-ass time, man, and it shows our age when we go back and we talk about these things that were formative to us. I guess that's right, man, because when Rosa Parks was on the radio, I was young, my nigga. Well, what do you, what do you wow. guys think about, like, speaking of, we are talking about, you know, Jerobi, uh, he, he had this interesting analogy where he talked about old heads versus new heads, right? Where he was like, you know, hip-hop now, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like your daughter. Your daughter grows up, you have to let them, you have to let her go out into the world make a mistake right. and do her thing but you can't control what she's going to do right you know what I'm saying and I feel like I feel like uh, I feel conflicted about that I think he's right but at the same time you know there's just so many so many entities that are working so many outside agencies that are working on these kids today as far as just sitting with the music and it not being this disposable thing yeah we just don't really walk away well, you know, I have a daughter. My daughter turns two next month. Uh, or by the time this comes out, my daughter will probably be two. My daughter turns two on October 15th. Yeah, she's going to grow up and she's going to learn. She's going to have you as a father. Right. I'm going to raise her. Hopefully, she's more of a Rhapsody than a Nicki Minaj. You know what I mean? But but um, in terms of the culture and the progression of the culture, I just... I, I allow I, I tried to be Especially the first couple episodes Of the Mega Late Show I was really trying to Give listen to XXX And, and, and Lil Yachty and, and hear about it Because that's so big In the culture now And you have to be Of the culture to You, you have to pay attention To those things To be of the culture But the, the way I feel about it now Is like I'd rather champion The things that people Don't know about Because there's a lot of people Who are just not really familiar With these segments Of the culture And like, you know I disagree I mean? like, as far as as far as having like that dude uh, what is his ex, 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 extinction song yeah yeah Tentacion. nobody knows how to say it <laughs> like I, I yeah I definitely peep them dudes cause you know just, just to stay current and see what's up but at the same time it's like you know, it's just like what most Def was saying on when he was talking uh, to Ebro on High 97. It's like, I got shit to do. Like, I can't be listening to every single right. thing that, that comes in all the time. That's why I stopped. Yeah. I stopped. I mean, like, I, I listened to the Migos album, not because I wanted to listen to the Migos album, but because I thought Steve was going to be like, yo, I like yeah. the Migos album. And I was like, and when I was like, did you like it? He's like, I didn't listen to it, really. I mean, I didn't really care for it. I was like, well, fuck that shit. I don't got to listen to this shit either. I was just trying to keep up and make sure that I was paying attention the people that want it I've but now like I don't have the time thug on the kind of uh, same desk like mm. I fucking I really have and like uh, I've given up on it like I don't need to I think I got mm. enough about it I'm not gonna be surprised by little Uzi verse album like I know what he's about I know what he's doing you ain't got no energy nigga yeah I mean he says that pe- his music is not for people over 26 so okay keep that kids bop shit over there <laughs> and I'm gonna go ahead and listen to LP say even when I say nothing it's a beautiful use of negative space mm. that's what I'm gonna with. I think I mean I think cool. there's there's cool. room there's room for music that like it's feel good music music that makes you dance this that you know this that and the third at the same time I think now more than ever it's it's, it's very important that you're listening to stuff that's instructing you on how to be a better human being yeah which is why Drake is garbage 
I'm glad that you're really vocal about that now. Yo, that nigga hasn't said shit for six albums now. Like the first two or three albums, yeah, it's dope. He can flow. He can sing a little bit. But man, man, especially after the... Actually, it was before the election. Like all the police shootings and everything. He had like one track with Snoop Dogg on it. And he was like, oh, guns are bad. But... Then Yo, he went right back to rapping about his house and the best thing I ever did, dog, was like I think I was it was like a I forgot it was a Friday night. I was kicking it with the wifey. Uh, I had a beer and she she went off and doing something and I was reading uh, Big Ghost about Drake. Yeah, Zeus Thunderslap. I, 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 I was drinking a beer and I was reading that. <laughs> I had never laughed so hard. Yo, I wish we had those life, joints man. on file because they were really like <laughs> like an audio. Nice. We need to get somebody to read them, man. Life, we really man. do with we the should... Zeus voice. Aubrey, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I, I've um, I've never really understood the appeal of Drake. I just, you know, when he first came out, I was like, wow, this guy is pretty good for what he's doing, Fonte Junior. Mm, but he's really I mean But yo like I'm I mean I'll listen to Fabulous Before I listen to You know what I mean Right Yeah I, like, I mean let's not get crazy Fabulous If you're talking about A sing song Rappy kind of dude Like if I had to choose I'd take Fabulous I I'm a firm believer That Fabulous Is nobody's favorite rapper Actually, I knew a girl in Okinawa who was fucking all about Fabulous, and she was pretty ratchet for a Japanese girl trying to be black <laughs> all the time. Hey, but but yo, I gotta to say, like, Tomo I really, I really like the track Portland off of uh, off of Drake's last album. Man, I love that, that shit track. Goes hard. No, I love that track. I nigga can rap. He can rap. He's yeah, not he talking about in, anything. He comes different, man. He's not yeah, talking about uh, anything. I just, you know. I think Drake's is really good at stealing people's waves. He's still good at stealing people's vibe. He's good at gentrifying sound. He's good at making music that 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 will make him successful. I think his artistry is in question. I think him as a person is in question. And I just don't really care to support a guy like that. But yeah. yo, that Portland track, mm. me and motherfucking late was going back and forth on that shit for maybe two months. Yeah, we made a new verse. We man. we we made our own verse off of it just because <laughs> it's a funny. Tr- it's a it's a it's a good track for what it's worth, man. I just don't really support Drake. Like like that i am i will never pay for drake shit unless he fucking comes out like unless unless there's a change like dmx and belly where he (laughs) he joined a nation and shit you know what i mean like really starts making moves but nah fuck drake he's i mean to me he's a culture vulture he is he you know he, he he'll i don't know he'll do layups with let's say some nba team you know in the opening game and he's like yo i'm feeling myself so i'm gonna just do like a I'm gonna shoot a three. Oh yeah, this really happened. And then he airballs. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like that that's that's the the height of his problems. And that airball was called views. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was well away from Drake at that point, man. I don't fuck with him like that. Yeah. I listened to the Drake album because I thought I was gonna have to talk about it. For the podcast, but I'm really off that man. Nobody, I'm, I'm not gonna listen to XXX album. I'm not gonna listen to Lil Uzi Vert. I'm not gonna listen to any of these things. Speaking of listening to shit, man, like let's talk a little bit about you, Tracy. Like, um, how was your, what was your introduction to hip hop music, man? How did you get into it, and like, what's the genesis of this? Oh, uh, okay. Um, let's see. I was, um, man, I probably was in the fifth. I was in sixth grade. I was starting middle school. It was my first day of middle school. I walked to the bus stop, and it was this kid. His name was Raheem. And, uh, Radio? Raheem? <laughs> might as well have been. 
But he he had moved from a neighborhood from my cousin. My cousin, she she kind of lived in the hood, right? This, this was this uh, was a place in Orlando. Uh, man, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but she lived uh, not 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 a Pafka. I can't remember. Anyway, I used to go to her crib all the time, and um, and they lived in a place where they had you know drug dealers standing in front of the store all the time. Where is this? This is Florida. Yeah, this, this is in Florida. And what, um, part of, what part of Florida? Uh, I, I want to. Was it Maitland? I cannot remember right now, man. I, it might have been Maitland. I think it was Maitland, but I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, um, it was it was the hood. You know what I'm saying? It was all it was hood. And um, and he came from that area. From my he knew my cousin, and he lived in my neighborhood. He just moved in my neighborhood. And this dude was all about rapping. He was all about, you know, it was a time when, you know, ABC and Velvet DeVoe. And it was a time where, you know, hip hop and R&B were kind of neck and neck, kind of mm-hmm. doing their thing. And he really inspired me. Uh, and then my brother was going out with this girl who this is a white girl. And she made me a rap tape. And it had big uh big daddy kane ll cool j had um de la soul it had uh it had just a bunch of tracks on it people i had never heard in my life and i listened to this tape over and over and over and over and over again you were hooked yeah i was hooked so what what like uh what did you start doing with hip-hop but after you were a listener because this is something that's interesting to me Mm. usually when it came to hip-hop in the 90s uh, and one of the beautiful things about hip-hop in the 90s is that you didn't just listen to hip hop like you did hip hop like mm. you either became a rapper or try to rap or try to write or try to write graffiti or try to break dance right. or if you had enough money maybe you try to make some beats like what was your oh well, first step towards like, rapping man i wanted to be a rapper i wanted to be a rapper i, I had what was your first rap name uh trey it? j well i was doing graffiti <laughs> at the same time kind oh, of oh shit um i didn't know you wrote that's dope a little bit, a little bit. Me too. I, I never elevated past toy status, but I mean, I was yeah. My hand styling is not disgusting, but no. it's not good. I could do. I can mess around with some little wild style on the page. First, first, uh, first uh, graph name. Uh, mine was 61. task. 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 T a s k. Task Warner. Yeah. Task Warner. I had Moody 61 and I had um, Prophet 7. What about you, Keen? I know you wrote some graffiti, goddammit. Uh, my first name was No Thing. Nothing, No Thing. Oh, uh, shit. That's a lot of letters. Yeah. Hey, get it up. <laughs> but like uh, I said, toy status also. Hey, yeah, you know, I'm still toy status, but I still I still get the itch to, uh, when yeah, I, I still, the marker, I, I still yeah, want to put my I shit I still up. practice lettering and yeah. shit like that. Well, yeah, your, I mean, your hand style is really work, nice, like, man. definitely has seems like it's you know yeah it's, from it's very rap. very influenced from hip-hop graffiti he, you know he gave me LA some cdrs styles. to watch and the hand style on i was like oh what, what did you print this out this is the font this is beautiful yeah. was this brooklyn kid you remember that brooklyn kid <laughs> font that everybody was using in the 90s it was like instead of times new roman if you want to be hip-hop you use brooklyn kid <laughs> anyways so so you were a graph writer but you I, were trying to write graffiti. Yeah, were, well, the know. first, like I said, the first thing I ever did was one, wanting to rap, and I would just have notebooks. I would just, I would just write rhymes. Um, they were all whack. Uh, what year was this? Seventy six. Had to have been like fourteen. Damn, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Tracy, eighty four years old. Goddamn. Yeah. Nah, but I, so I, fourteen. So 14. that must have been like what ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, around that time. And you know, I didn't know anything about making beats. I had this, you know, I, I look at the source, and I had this dream of getting like a starter DJ package from like Fat Beats. 
What came in the starter DJ package? What came in the starter DJ package? You gotta I, have the glove. Well, it was like <laughs> you it was have a mixer. A it was two turntables. But what I didn't, what I didn't know until later on was that the turntables were belt drive. So I'm yeah. I have it in my head like, eh, eh, and I'm like, I'm like scratching. I'm thinking I can make beats with two records, and you know, I was just gonna do that somehow, and I was gonna record. But I never raised the like eight hundred dollars it was to get the starter kit. I'm trying to raise some money right now to get some twelve hundreds in this bitch. So they're yeah, expensive, expensive, man. They're yeah. expensive. Yeah, especially in direct drive turntables, much more expensive than some two hundred fifty dollar Newmark right. uh, belt drive joints. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all through through all, through all, all throughout high school, you're listening to hip hop music and and. Uh, did you forge any relationships with anybody that would come out to be dope, or um, when, not when did until... you get into independent kind of rap? Like, because that's always like a secret path and shit for most people. It's like, rap City there's was mainstream my, and my in Rap City, and and then we had the local Joe station. Claire on Rap City though. This is old Rap City, must yeah, have been, right? Yeah, well, not, yeah, not I mean, tri- I think what's his name? Tigger, Big Tigger. Big nah, Tigger. it was not. Tigger was on there. Tigger was on there, and uh, Ed Lover and Dr. Dre was on okay. there. But uh, it was 91.5 from Rollins College. Um, shout out to Israel. He had a local... He, he put out the first Victor Vaughn album. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he had a magazine called Insomnia. And, uh, Insomnia. Have yeah. you heard of that shit, Keen? Mm-hmm. I feel like... Insomnia magazine. It's a very common name, though. So he, was well, he was well connected. Um, and that would come on, I think it was like Thursday nights. And they'd come on at about midnight. And you know, so I, I was I'd be in bed and I just turn that on and and I record it and I just heard everything on that man. It just blew my mind. Trading tapes. Yeah, trading tapes. Getting uh, shit off the radio. The radio used to be a good resource for that. Rap City. The radio, thing about Rap City was that I I grew up in Altamont Springs uh, in Orlando, and Altamont Springs we did not have BET. So places like Longwood. Damn, what was this a, a gated community? Like, well, how? No, but how? for whatever, because really? I guess like the local cable station didn't subscribe to Word. BET. Interesting. Man. Did you have the the box? No. Well, we uh, I mean, we couldn't Damn. afford cable anyway. Oh, so, oh you know, okay. Sometimes well, I mean, we didn't have it. You but, get ABC, NBC, and then. You know. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we had we had moments, you know, when we could afford it. But even when you had basic cable. That area did not have BET. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, just 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 uh, yo, yo BET was seminal for me, man. Nah, I was, I was. It was like a suburb. It was suburbia. It wasn't, wasn't gated. But there were gated. You had a gun? No, I'm just kidding. Mega's being mad flagrant. He dropped that one M bomb and just got real tight. Hard ER though. Yo, you you're mostly talking about yourself now, but. Did you you grew up in Orlando? Yeah. So how how was it the scene in Orlando at that time? There wasn't one. Not even well, not even the fans or I mean there were fans, yeah, but I mean there wasn't there wasn't a scene. There I, for me the the there in terms of being a scene didn't come until I met like my boy Swanberger. And that wasn't even What year was this? I don't remember. It was my junior year. So this is this like is the the internet age though. Huh? Like the internet age is starting to come across like to, to start. Not for me. Not for my friends. I, I no. find I find the the internet age is really what created a lot of regional upstart like hip hop hip hop centric circles because you could be in suburbia before and you have to rely on BET to get your information or the box to get your information but once the internet happened man a lot of people just started being like yo here's a lot of hip hop and and like now that I can download it 
these kind of regional scenes were starting up minneapolis like you you hear about them all over the place and was it like that in florida did was when like when, when did LP swamp was how the dissing, fuck did swamp how did you meet swamburger this well, guy is incredible this is a when, when lp was dissing soul and he said disney on the internet uh, i didn't even know live you fucking suckers yeah yeah is it live you fucking suckers but Swanberger, he's his parents moved from Chicago, and they for a little bit they lived in Orlando. Yo, does Swam still have those crazy ass dreads? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just asking. I've been fucking. You know, yeah. I seen Soliloquist of Sound like once, maybe a long time ago. But yeah. Nah, I mean he was he's older than me, so he was a cat that I just I really admired, and I was just chasing around like, yeah, I want I want to do what you're doing. And that dude, he had discovered a, a scene and he had helped create his own scene within downtown Orlando. So he was introducing me to stuff that I was like, I didn't even know about this shit. Are you familiar with like Astronautilus, who's a big Florida cat? I do not know him. White MC, he's really dope too out there. Oh, Currently? Uh, Skyrider. Yeah, I mean, Astronautilus is one of the illest, man. I his live show is really dope. I'll hook you up with some of his stuff, man. He's really interesting. Kind of gravitates towards more towards like the Anticon cats, but okay. yeah, he's really dope too. I bet you Swam probably did a show with him or two. Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. I mean, he would open dope. up for anyone that's. Soliloquist and Sound are, are, are really, really dope. Are they still making music? Shit. They were, I think they were. They won some Orlando, you know, best, best Orlando. Music at, uh, last year they've won it I think like four oh, or five sure. years in a row probably more than that. When did you start getting into writing, man? Um, because that's kind of what you do now. That's your primary. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was sort of my thing approach. by default because, like I said, I couldn't afford the, the turntables. I didn't know anything about it. You know, I didn't have internet. I didn't have a computer, so I just wrote and then I write rhymes and I write my journal. And then I'd, I'd start, you know, eventually just started reading. I think Frankenstein was like the first book that blew my mind. Uh, really? Yeah. Man, I don't like that book. Really? <laughs> yeah, man. Why? Uh, well, I'm going to keep it G. I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's too, at the time, maybe at the time when I read it, mm-hmm. I don't care. You know what I mean? Word. Like, I read, like, a lot of books that were assigned in school, Mm. like Wuthering Heights or something. It's like, uh, okay, like, relationship and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But I read some dope books, too, like uh, Invisible Man and... I don't know, name some shit. I don't, shit I don't that think I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but uh, over the last maybe five or six years, I've been reading um, Time Magazine's 100 Greatest Novels of the Last Century. Mm. And uh, man, I only got like 12 more books to finish, and I've read all 100 of them. So I've read Frankenstein, and uh, I'm not a great, I'm not a big fan of Frankenstein either. And I had a fucking hard ass time reading Moby Dick too. Mm. But that opening line is one of the illest lines ever to be written, I think. Mm. Call me Ishmael. Yeah, I don't know. I've, yeah, I don't know if you said that on the call. But I think I mentioned it before. But you know, we we all doing more things than what we do. Uh, in terms of your writing now, man, like how did? Like, oh, how oh, sorry. Long? Can we go back to Frankenstein? Please, why? Sir. What? What did you feel about? Why, why uh, did it touch you like that? I read Frankenstein pretty young. Uh, it was just, it was just very simple. It was just this, 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 this creature that didn't ask to ask to be created, and he's here, and he is like a you know like a child and and his innate 
uh, instinct is to seek out love and acceptance, and he's not getting that based on when people look at him. He's a freak. Yeah. I, I grew up in you know a predominantly white area, so I just immediately your community was predominantly white. Yeah, so I, I immediately just uh, I immediately associated, I immediately connected with what he was going through in that way Word. you know and I, I didn't you know my parents are old southern folk old southern black folk so there's a lot baptist? of baptist no methodist uh, seven day adventist oh okay. my mom's seven day. that was my third guess yeah we got that we we know about southern black folks <laughs> we know but uh you know i mean my dad so, is a southern black folk say my, my my uh my dad is from uh Dufiniac. Uh, you know, close to Pensacola. Oh, okay. So, uh, real small town. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah. I mean, there was they weren't like you know, these like the wokest like trying to. They were just sim- pretty simple farmers. Like Word. you know what I'm saying. And they kind of let me do find my own way. But I had two older brothers that was like, "Yo, check this out. Check this out." Mm. Were and they hip hop heads as well? No, they were to- my, the very opposite. It was just like uh, fucking. My jazz. oldest. Brother was Guns listening to like ACDC oh, no and then like heavy metal, you know, kind of stuff. Shout uh, out to black guys that listen to weird metal. Yeah, yeah, Shout out Jerry Curl. Shout out to yeah. Fishbone, Death Fishbone. the Band, Color Me yeah. Bad. Mm-hmm. Color, no, Color Me Bad is the R&B group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been up too long, man. I've been up too long, bro. That shit just slid by. Very colorful. Very colorful. Yo, uh, yeah. wow. any more history questions? No, I do. I definitely do want to talk to him a, a little bit more about um, oh the writing. Your your writing, like where where, where um, so yeah. So when, when did that start? And then like, where can we find you now? Uh, you can find me at themicrogiant.com. That's my blog. Uh, I write for LA Weekly uh, right now. Uh, starting to write for Tokyo Weekender. Um, I yeah. Do you have a focus when you like? Is there like a, a, a common theme when it comes to your hip hop writing? Or are you just interviewing um, artists or? It as far uh, as far as hip hop is concerned, it's, I'm definitely interested in what's going on now. But I'm also interested in what speaks to me. Um, I've been fortunate enough that I've been able to you know write about a lot of artists that I that I really admire uh, that I think are speaking truth to, to the culture um, that's more what I'm interested in um, a lot of the you know some of the stuff that, that I'm not interested in uh, I, I do feel are you like commission to do that as well or is there like yo will you interview uh, will you interview? Lil Yachty type of shit? No, no. I mean, uh, I mean, I would be interested in, in interviewing because I'm curious to know their perspective because I'm not, a, I'm not a millennial. I don't know, um, so I am open to it. And I know, I'm, I, as an old man, you know, they might be looking at me like, ah, this dude, blase, blase, like doesn't, he's not understanding where we're coming from. But I'm, I'm curious. Or, yo, um, I want to jump onto what you just said. Uh, are you familiar with Raider Clan? Space Ra- Ghost Perp. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how do you feel about those? Because they're f- from Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you uh, feel about those cats? Dennis, I think they're interesting. What's, what's his name? Den- Den- Dennis Curry? Is that his name? I think so. I yeah. know Space Ghost Perp. I think he's an interesting dude. Uh, I think he... I haven't listened to enough of their stuff. Yo, I know they actually, used to work I with ASAP Rocky. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Not, I think they're... Uh, yeah, like he's... Actually, Space Ghost Purp is probably very influential for that sound, that ASAP Rocky kind of, that slowed down kind of Houston sound. Yeah. Like, Space Ghost Purp probably is the godfather of revitalizing that, I wow. think. But uh, there's a lot of 
dude's coming out of Florida right now, I think. Yeah. Like a Wi-Fi's funeral and uh, this, a couple of other yeah, cats. Yeah. There's this one guy, I cannot remember his name, man. I think he is from, uh, is he from Clearwater? He's from Tampa? I can't, I think he's a dread. I can't remember his name. He's, he's, he's pretty good. He seems like he's on some woke shit. Not, not Dennis Curry. That actually, I think I think that actually might be him. Yeah, might Dennis, be him. he's pretty dope. I haven't man. sat with him. Yeah, I've heard some of his stuff. It's cool, but Yo, I haven't man. like sat with his music. His track Ultimate is dope, really yeah. dope. But his he's grown a lot as an artist now. He's not just like rapping fast. Like he's he's pretty woke actually. Like he's talking some shit, man. Well, yeah, yeah, my man. Uh, shout out to uh, DJ Zobi. Uh, he actually put me on to him. I was like, oh okay, you know. I mean. You know, uh, who else is out in Orlando? Swam, he's working with uh, E-Turn. Um, I think this dude, uh, what's his name? Fantastic, I believe. I'm sorry if I'm getting your name wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he basically started a lot of, you know, he's working with a lot of artists. This dude, Skip, he's actually this white dude. He can spit. He can spit. He's a lot of, he does a lot of double times, some Yo, triple times. So. What do you think about Stitches? Stitching. Fuck that guy, man. You know what I'm talking about? Fuck that guy. Man. Nigga, no, 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 I fucking hate that guy, man. <laughs> I love that he got his ass knocked out by WAC 100. He's a oh, white dude with actual stitches of, like on his mouth and shit. Like he's got like the crazy oh, tattoos, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brick to your face. So fucking suspect, brick, in, brick in your face. Brick in your face. Brick in your Yo, face. Yo, he got yeah, his man. ass knocked out, and I'm glad he did, man. I think that the, the thing that bothers me the most about a lot of these young dudes and I, I don't think I don't fault them for it but I think it's a reflection of just how bad things have gotten I mean you listen to you them, mean in hip-hop or just just in the world in general I mean if you if you're if you're rocking with some dude that's that's talking about you know popping pills I don't think that's necessarily like I can't I can't fault the I can't fault a lot of these dudes necessarily for thinking about what it is that is affecting them mm. uh, even though from an old man for something like nah but a lot of times when i'm listening to future man i feel like a lot of those tracks are like a cry for help yeah and yeah. we're just turning up in the club uh, to it shit. yeah, yeah. Uh, i think that's really yeah, it's really wild i just love my baby how are too many drugs <laughs> i can't <laughs> walk out the club yeah none of these feelings really I mean, I can't it's just feel like my with, body, and this is like really, man. Like somebody <laughs> get this guy a fucking napkin. Like, like they keep talking about mumble rap, and it's like Ghost and RZA. They was asking them about it. And it was like, I think that's just from the drugs that inadvertently yeah. created. Yo, mumble people rap, talk about you know? eras like, like uh, the late '70s, early '80s, that Scarface cocaine sound, just like yeah. pumping. And earlier in the 70s, real psychedelic with the hallucinogens. And yeah, man, these kids are out. I mean, what's that shit? Uh, XO Tour Life? Yeah. That's that. That's some Molly MDMA shit, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, in which I, I, I really don't identify with it too much, man. No. Me neither. Shout out mm. to Tent. Yeah. R.I.P. You know, I mean, that's all good or whatever. But uh, I want to go back to... To you, Tracy. So, as it stands now, as a writer uh, for hip hop culture, what are what are some of the things that you try to avoid when things you're writing? I try to avoid. Yeah. Because um, there's so much, there's so many people that just write about hip hop now, man. Like, how do you keep it? How how like how do you maintain your integrity? Do you have to tell LA Weekly that you don't want to write about something? Like. Do you, do you want no, to share not necessarily. I mean, I, I, it just, I guess it just depends. Um, I mean, I, 
I just try to keep it honest. You know what I'm saying? I, I just try to keep it honest. That's Do you all have I'm any saying. advice for anybody that's trying to get into uh, into writing about hip hop, right. music, and culture and shit? Keep writing and write some more. And when you get done, keep writing some more. Uh, and don't let fear get in the way of what it is that you're trying to get out into the world because or, fear just kills your work. One way or other. Yeah. Well, I wanna I wanna thank you for rocking with us today. And uh, we really appreciate having you. I think we'll definitely have you back on the podcast, especially because you're the homie. And you're Open so much door pro- policy, man. Uh, I appreciate so you guys much, having so me on. So close in proximity, so we'll definitely get you back on the podcast. Yo, late. Do we want to do um, weather forecast here? Yeah, but uh, can you give me a sec? Can you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead, let this track run a little bit, and uh, I want to give a shout out to Keen. I want to give a shout out to Steez. I want to give a shout out to Dallinger. I want to give a shout out to Miss Inglewood, Beatrice. Uh, this is the Mega Late Show podcast, man, and we're really out here just trying to build and build community uh, with people around us. I'm really honored to have Tracy with us today. Uh, I, I think you say you uh, I think uh, I think opinions like his are important to the culture, and it's important that we share those with everybody. So, yeah, we're gonna keep it moving. Definitely check us out. Uh, we have some new episodes coming through. We've got the Second Floor Samurais recording that I have. These are MCs from the Bay Area that are coming out. We've also got Mike Magic, who is coming out, who's a, a B-boy MC. Not a rapper, but a person that uh, MCs B-boy events. His episode's coming out soon. Uh, we're going to have uh, Phonics, the producer out here. Phonics is going to be on the show uh after this episode is probably going to be the next episode is going to be phonics we've got our guy niall kenza robin oliver and his band uh the ocean nine band they're going to get with us man uh the mega late show is rounding out our first year of of recording and we just want to give a, a shout out and thanks to all the people who have been rocking with us uh all the girls from bay tokyo uh z conquet suji uh dj kensuke and uh right now as we're recording we're about to go to speakeasy and record live we'll be doing that a little bit more often in the future but yo definitely check out the speakeasy event it's always on the first sunday of the month at different events this is brooklyn terry who's a legendary figure and dancer within the hip-hop community and dj sarasa who is one of the uh preeminent uh turntablists and djs in tokyo she doesn't just get props because she's a woman. She gets props because she's a real legit turntablist battling at the DMCs. And we'll be rocking with them tomorrow. So um, that's going to live stream. And, uh, yo, late. what do we have What do we have going on for the rest of the month, man? Yo, bro, I, I always say this. I don't know when this shit is coming out. But uh, I'm going to start from the 9th. Is that too soon? Mm, yes. Yeah, probably, uh, probably. We got, we got one more episode. The twenty first, we got then. Tyler the Creator okay. at Liquid Room, and also that same night, unfortunately for Tyler the Creator, Brooklyn Terry is gonna be having his uh, event the first night at Sofa. It's go, it's called Going Up, and it's gonna be probably a lot of house music, mm-hmm. and it's probably gonna be speakeasy, but like sexy and sweaty without the children. Yeah, yeah. For real. No doubt. Oh, and there's open bar there from 11 to 12. Which is really nice for alcoholics. Shout out to my alcoholism. Hard ER on that. Yeah, that Tyler the Creator show should be interesting, man. It's a little bit pricey, but maybe I'll try to make it to the Yo, man, I wish I could go, man, but I'm going to be supporting supporting the fan. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Yo, man, there are not a lot of shows. On the 5th of November, Speakeasy is going down again at uh, Seton Hostel. Yep. And then... 
I want to I want to make sure to tell um, yeah. yeah I want to I want to make sure to to make this point like um, to all of our listeners we're we've increased our alertness and we're going to be and we are definitely going to be putting out more show information through the uh, Facebook page so follow us on Facebook share us on Facebook uh, especially the posts where we're talking about new upcoming shows man we want to really shine some light on a lot of the creatives out here yeah man and if you have any shit. information or you want your show man hit us at mlsweatherforecast at gmail.com yeah or you can catch us at megalateshow at gmail.com if that's easier for you man we're always on the lookout and, and paying attention if you know somebody out here that's doing a lot of really dope things graffiti b-boying uh djing or anything like that in the vein of uh hip-hop culture Get at us, man, because we're really trying to build culture out here, and we really are building culture out here. This is the Mega Late Show. We are the best fucking podcast this side of the Mississippi. Bruh. This is not information. Bia. <laughs>